Welcome to the Morning After Podcast, a Freedom Center Church podcast. All right, well, welcome to another episode of Morning After Podcast. Pastor Josh here with you, as always, this morning with Pastor Jim. Pastor Jim, how are you doing this I'm good. Morning? Actually, I got a good run in this morning. It's um, yeah, it's sunny. Feels it's good cold, again. but it's sunny. Yeah, so it's it like, starts cold, but then you're sweating by the time you make right, it back to the yeah, house, so that's I, nice. I had a good bike ride this morning, but when I started, I was like, I don't know if this is a good idea. We wear gloves? No, but we, oh. we live on a pretty big hill, so going down that hill this morning was like, my fingers are going to fall yeah. off. It's very, really cold, <laughs> but it looks really warm outside. It's yeah. deceivingly cold outside, yeah. um, but we're getting there. It's June, so hopefully it gets warm yeah. here the pretty soon. The comes on uh, tomorrow. Okay, so good. So hopefully be swimming by Wednesday, Thursday, something like that. Yeah. yeah the weather holds. Good. So uh, it's just the two of us today because yeah. yesterday's topic was, it could be a little intense, and we just wanted mm-hmm. to basically spend as much time as we could kind could of addressing. Could find another staff member that wanted concerns. to be associated no, with it. Okay, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, Pastor Carl, I'm sure, would have loved to yeah. have been here, but I didn't even ask him. Yeah. Um, so uh, before we do that, I just wanted to say that it's officially – uh, this time last year was when we started recording the podcast. Oh. So this is a year. This is like the year anniversary of recording morning after right on. podcast. Congratulations! So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Hoping for uh, for more and more of them, and um, the audience continues to grow, which is awesome. So as, up to twelve, including mom and <laughs> right. grandma. Good, yeah. <laughs> man. You're ragging on me a lot this morning already. We've only been going for ninety seconds. <laughs> so. Um, I guess uh, we took a couple of weeks off. Two weeks ago, we were at a conference. Mm-hmm. Last week, it was Memorial Day, so yeah. we didn't record. So uh, we're back for the summer. Uh, we're start, we started an exciting new series yeah, yesterday, Romans, and it's going to be the entire summer. Uh, basically, we're going to spend, as a church, studying the book yeah. of Romans. Yeah. Um, so yesterday, we went through the first three chapters, Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot to unpack yeah. in 30 minutes, three chapters. Um, that's why I took 40. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, yeah. But even though you did, I mean, I, you could have taken three days and yeah, unpacked sure. each uh, each chapter a day. Yeah. So um, how do you think it went yesterday? I guess is my I think first we're question. off to a good start. Um, yeah. You, you never know in that moment you're reading people's body languages. And you know, we dealt with some pretty, pretty sensitive, um, politically charged, you know, very divided, even within Christianity uh, topics, you know, and, yeah. and went after them without apology for the most part. You know what I mean? Sure. So I think you, know, you read somebody's body language, they're cold, so their legs are crossed, their arms are folded, and you go, oh, they hate this. You know, so right. just being careful of the fear of man. Other than that, I, th- I think it was, it was, we're off to a good start. I felt like the decisions that were made, we had probably, we had five people in the first service raise their hand to receive Christ. We had probably twice that in the second service. Yep. And I didn't open my eyes for the kind of repenting of trying to genetically modify God's word. You know, the second response but i i had people say who who did the pentecostal peak said there are hands everywhere so i'm I'm very pleased that if that's the only fruit we got out of the whole series that's good fruit so right but yeah baptizing two weeks ago and seeing all those commitments you know 20-ish people being baptized yeah. like coming back this week they're watching 20-ish people right you know, come to christ like it's 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 a great season yeah i was in the guest room yesterday uh which i am every sunday yeah. if you're listening to this and you want to come meet me that i'm i'm back there yeah. every single sunday um but there was a couple that they have children together, yeah. and they've been living together. They've basically been married without getting the paper signed for the last gotcha. like ten years. Yeah. And yesterday was kind of that extra motivation that they needed to say, right "We're going to the courthouse tomorrow to get married." Dang, like, that, that was it. Was literally like, 
Wow. Yeah, we need we need to do this. Right so on. I thought that that was really cool. That, that is cool. Um, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, and we haven't got to address it on the podcast yet. But just talking about um, never changing the seed, yeah. right? Like let's not let's not conform God's word yeah. to fits what society looks like. That's idolatry. As soon as you and do. I'm wondering if you can maybe elaborate on that a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, I, th- I think there's a temptation because of uh, a loss of success. In, in the church world or a temptation to we're going to reach a broader audience or um, we're going to be on the right side of, of the public opinion if we find a way to get around certain scriptures. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, recently, and this, this has always been happening, so it's nothing new, but recently, you know, I, I could name the topics that everybody could nod their head and they say, I, I see that. So um I think the temptation is to do that, but but look at look at those who have. I mean, just just for a second, take a look at the don, dominations that are now saying, "Okay, we're going to ignore what Paul clearly says in Romans chapter one, Leviticus eighteen, the teachings of Jesus, to modify it to our culture." Without exception, what I think what they tried to do to regain some sense of momentum has actually destroyed what's right. left of their denomination. You you cannot walk <laughs> away from the word of God and expect God's blessing. It 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 ceases to be salty and men understand the difference between manure and and salt. The difference between, you know, black light and and light. It's yeah. this isn't right and our souls know it even though we may have avoided the argument with the arguer. We we've actually diluted and polluted the gospel to the place where it's no longer good news and and people know that too. Yeah. Can you talk maybe about um I don't know, just kind of where, like, drawing that line and just saying, yeah. like, I'm not going to move away from this. Like, I don't care what society says or who in Hollywood supports whoever, yeah. or what the president even says. Like, this is where I, where I stand. Yeah. So what's what that feels like or how do you arrive there? Or? Yeah, no, I think, I think just, like, not being shaken and just, like, knowing that, like, this is... Yeah. This is right, and no matter who says what, like I know that this is yeah. right. I think I, my story may be different than others because I, I read in Scripture where it says not many of you should presume to be teachers because you're going to be judged more strictly than others. I Everybody lives under a certain, we talk about Romans 1, men are without excuse because God's revealed himself through creation. That's yeah. one level of accountability. Or you have... Uh, you know, the, the prophetic scrolls talking about Jesus, they had, the Jews had a different level of accountability because they had the law and they knew it. It was different from the Gentiles. Yeah. But now that I have the Old Testament, the New Testament, the Holy Spirit, the New Testament church, the book of Acts, right. the, you know, right. the, the, the teachings that have been, you know, with great fidelity and great cost handed down from generation to generation, I go, yeah, we're just going to ignore that part. I'm, I, all I want is the scriptures on grace. I'm, yeah. I'm a gracetarian. I, I, I don't want meat. I don't want, I, you know, right. I mean, like it's not a cafeteria. It's not a menu I choose from. Right. It's, it's a dialogue from heaven to earth. So who am I? And you know what I mean? To, yeah. to just say, well, that doesn't, that doesn't matter anymore. And right. it's weird because some scriptures are like, a woman should have her head covered and shouldn't cut her hair. I, I right. get that. There's some things, but I, I, you say, well, there, I'm going to throw out the whole thing because your wife cuts your hair. So it's like, ah, wait, wait, wait. You know, sexual immorality, you yeah, know, and a woman cutting her hair. Those those may be different things, right? Yeah, and who right. knows how long long hair was, and who knows, sure. you know. So it's I don't know. I I think some things are are cultural, and I think cultures do change. But sexual purity, you know, what God's definition of male and female are that's that's not we're not changing that. So yeah. it and it's absolutely just so ridiculous that we would even try. You know, yep. I'm looking at something that is obviously male. You know what I mean? Sure. No, it's not. It's female. It's like you have a reprobate mind. There, there's no way you can arrive at that conclusion without ignoring yeah. everything. Can you talk about, um, 
I had several people ask me actually yesterday, and there were a couple of people on social media too yeah. of just reprobate. Yeah. Like not hearing that word, like I know you you did your best to try to kind of explain what that yeah. meant, but I still had several people that were like, "What does that yeah. mean?" Like I don't a, understand. A reprobate that mind word. is is our mind does for our soul what what the uh, the liver does for the body. It takes captive things that are real and things that are false, it, and it examines them. Do I accept this as true? Do I reject this as false? So when our minds don't function in that capacity where they're taking a thought captive, hey, that's false, I don't believe that, then then everything's fine. When they stop functioning properly, then it'd be like your liver failing. All of a sudden, impurities are free to flow. You'll notice the weakness, the pain, the systemic breakdowns. The, you know what I mean? So in our minds, there's it's different kind of – there's more revelation to know. I think everybody has that. But I accept false as true. I accept lies as gospel. I – you know, so again, we in the first service we took the example of you know walking up to somebody and stabbing them in the chest or in the face and saying, "Is that right or wrong?" It's wrong. Then yeah. we worked it down to a five-year-old, worked it down to a newborn baby, worked it down to three minutes before the baby was born, and all of a sudden it's a big debatable issue. It's like it's not a debatable issue. It's right. the only way to say it's okay to put a knife in a baby's face in the womb or out of the womb is to to lose lose touch with with the consciousness of God. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fear can lead you there. Selfishness can lead you there. But but to defend it, to not only do these things, but to protect the rights, to defend, to approve of those who do, that's evidence of a reprobate mind. So for me to say a guy with a reprobate mind is somebody that lives on the streets and they're no, it's mentally ill maybe, but that that's not a reprobate mind. A reprobate mind can be your dentist. It can be your lawyer. It can be the, those who teach your children in school. I've met plenty of school teachers that have reprobate minds. They, uh-huh. they literally, when we used to do Chasing the Dragon, we would warn the kids about opiate addiction. And we had one instance here in Fenton where a teacher went to the assembly was over with, took the kids back and said, that's not true. Let me tell you what is true. Drugs are good. You, you should experiment with drugs. They're just trying to scare you. It's like, what in the world are you telling? And right. the students had to correct the teacher and say, no, no, we need to hear that. That, that was important for us. And the teacher's correcting the students and their abstinence from drug usage. You just go, how do you get there? And the answer right. is... You know, one step at a time, and but they literally lose lose focus, lose contact. They begin to defend the right to destroy themselves and others to destroy themselves. That's how you know what a reprobate mind is. It doesn't yeah. lead to life; it leads to death. Right. Let's talk a little bit about. Um, say that you have this is more of a hypothetical, but friends, family yeah. members that are maybe dealing with homosexuality, things like that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and you're obviously where you're standing, and you're, you're saying, I, I know what the Bible says about that and and yeah. that truth. How do you deal with that? Because obviously you love those yeah. people, and I've heard the, you know, love love the sinner, hate the sin, and yeah. I think that's total trash. Kind of hearing <laughs> that because it's like, yeah. if you said that to them, they would they identify that they are. It's not they can't separate one from the other. Yes, essentially, they are that person. Yeah. So um, I don't know if there is a good answer, and I think if there was, yeah. everybody would be doing that something, thing. But. Something we said a couple of weeks ago was there is no righteousness without love. You can do the right things, but you yeah. do it for the wrong reason, and it's still wrong. The Pharisees right. did a lot of right things. Their motivation was, was wrong. And so Jesus was constantly coming after their hearts that were that were just wrong. So even if you do tithe, you ignore justice. You ignore the widow. You ignore, uh, so you're obviously wrong. So I think, I think for us, there is a line that you draw. I don't think it is one line. You know, your, your son, your daughter comes to you and says, hey, I'm, I'm wrestling with homosexuality. You throw them out of the house universally. You don't throw them out of the house universally. You get them counseling universally. You, you, I think, I think it's, everything is so unique because people are so unique. I think there's reasons why people end up uh, confused, hurt, 
uh, I'm one of them. I'm confused sometimes. I'm hurt sometimes. You know what I mean? Right. But but once they make that that decision, I am this. I was born to be this. If there is a creator, he created me this way. Uh, I think standing against that in a political way when you're talking to a person is a terrible thing to do. I think dealing with somebody in love, like for example, Adam Cook had a, a student when he was our youth pastor years ago that came to him and said, hey, I, I just want to let you know uh, I'm gay. Adam's immediate response was, no, you're not. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and the kid goes, no, I'm confessing this to you. I'm like, I'm telling you, I've made a decision, even though I'm male, I'm I'm female in my sexuality. And Adam's a dog kid, you're not. Hey, let me let me tell you who you are. And just began to tell him. Sure. And and literally through that loving conversation where he began yeah. to peel back why he believed that. And really it, it was for attention, it was for affection. Right. I, I had a guy that lived uh, the gay lifestyle later on confessed to me, he said that I, I did it because I was getting a lot of sex from the girls because they're always trying to convert me back again. So I just kept saying, Well, I'm gay, I'm gay, I'm gay because the girls said, Well, I converted him back to the right side. It's like I you know, I just wanted sex. Sure. And that was the line that got it for me. So I and I again I don't mean to make his story or Adam's story yeah. the story. It's not. Right. So I think the answer is not did I do it right, it's did I love well. So it is loving at times to, for a parent how brutal that would be, but I cannot you invited me to your wedding to marry somebody of the same gender. I won't be coming to that wedding because right. it's not a wedding. It's not a marriage. And I'm praying that, that you'll come back to, I think that's, that's a loving thing to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I think that I, I know that the argument, I, I, if I'm not in their life, then I can't change their life. I think that's a valid argument. I think, I think it's hard. I, I really do. I think it's brutal. Um, but I, I think that love will always tell you the right thing to do. And if you do the right thing, for the right reasons, the right way at the right time, you owe no one an apology. Yeah. But only God can tell you what the right thing is. He, he approaches some sinners very aggressively and some sinners very gently because everybody's different and he knew what sure. they needed. And he still knows what they need. Yeah. I, think, I think the problem might be this, though, Josh, is I, I did that. I went to their wedding and they're still gay. What do, what do I do? I did something wrong. If you, did, if you went to their wedding because you loved them and you felt like that was the right thing to do, then you have to stand by that. Right. If you don't go to the wedding because you love them and you felt it was the right thing to do, you have to stand by that as well. Yeah. So whatever it is, our behavior doesn't change the depth of their soil. Right. Right? But I think yeah. giving them the truth is what I was dealing with yesterday is regardless of whether you go to the wedding, don't go to the wedding, or involved in your grandkids' lives or not, you cut them off, you keep them close. That, regardless, there should be a scattering of seed mm-hmm. that, that you pray finds good soil that germinates. Yeah. That's our responsibility, to tell the truth. I think uh, something that I've, I've taken from Pastor Adam, like you were saying a, a little while ago, whenever I first, when we had our son, I, I asked him just like, your kids are well-behaved and they're awesome kids. Like, yeah. how, how are they that way? You know, it's yeah. not like they were just born that way. Like, I think a lot of it yeah. is parenting. And he said that um, when they get disciplined, he doesn't just get mad at them, but he he, he tells them who they are. Yeah. And I think that that's huge. As right. if Micah's doing something bad, it's, Micah, you're a kind boy, and kind yeah. boys don't do yeah. that. Instead of just saying, hey, don't do that. Right. Don't so it's just, sister. Yeah. yeah, like telling them who they are, I think is really important. Yeah. So if you're a parent and you have a kid that might be struggling with something like this, like don't just get mad at them, but tell yeah. them who they are yeah. and whose they are. And I think that that's a really big deal. And I think yeah. the more that they hear that, um, it's a really powerful thing to do. I, and I think if I can just kind of milk that a little bit more, that the, the kid, who, let's take a, a young man who um, has no male role model and a strong female role model. Yeah. So he's, a, he's effeminate in his mannerisms because right. that's, what's, that's what he's, he's been raised in. 
then you then you put that kid who's not 280 pounds and isn't 6'4 and isn't fast. He's 140 pounds. He's 5'6 and he's effeminate. He's not going to play on the football team. He's not going to be on the track team. He's not going to be on the swim team. He really doesn't fit in any place that you'd find identity and security in a, in a school system. He's not going to do well in the little league. He's not going to do well, you know, in college in the baseball team. So the sports world is out. If he's not smart enough to be an academic nerd, you know what I mean, where he can get his identity from, I'm really smart, then there's only a couple options left. And let's say again, I'm looking for a community. I'm looking for a family. I'm looking for security. I'm looking for identity. Now, let's let's go into the arts, for example, um, filled with kids that, that did not fit into other genres. Not, yeah. not exclusively. Certainly, there's sure. people that are tremendous athletes that are also great singers or whatever. Yeah. But you, you well, see... are thinking of Pastor Adam right now, like arts and <laughs> athleticism. Yeah, he's, a free, he's the reason some of us have no talent. He right. got in line several <laughs> times, you know. So, but no, I, I think it makes sense that now I fit here I'm okay here. I'm well. I'm loved here. There's romantic love here. There's, and so how do you how do you overcome that sense that what I'm doing is not right? But there's a whole community telling me, no, this is who we are. We were made this way. We are, sure. and we love you. And you know, I, th- I think that is a breakdown uh, in other things that other places that should have loved him. Yeah. I, I don't think the football team's responsible for loving my kids. I think I am. You know right. what I mean? But where there is a breakdown or a free will or whatever it is. It, it's it's heartbreaking, but I if there's a community saying come this way, that's how I ended up being in alcohol and drugs. Was I wasn't fast enough or strong enough to be a jock? I wasn't smart enough to be a brain or a nerd. I wasn't rich enough to be a preppy. If the older people know what that is, you probably don't. You sure. know what I mean? So I the only crowd I fit in with was the smoking section at Lakeland High School, and that's where I started. Well, that's where I, that's where I daily began the habit of smoking dope and doing drugs and all that kind of stuff that yeah. could have destroyed my life. It wasn't because I, I woke up one morning and said, I want to be a dope fiend. Right. It's because I woke up one morning and realized I wasn't a hope fiend. I, I had nothing to hope. I yeah. had nobody. So do I sit alone in the cafeteria? Do I, you know, do I put on the shorts that don't fit in gym class and just be slow and fat? Do I, I walked out there and like, hey, weekend, come here, come here. And all of a sudden they're handing me a joint and we had a party Friday night and I'm a part of a family. Right. That's why I ended up there is because someone accepted me there. So yeah, I get it. Um, but I, it, I wasn't born a dope addict. No one's born gay. Right. There is no genetic. There is no scientific. There is no evidence whatsoever. Whatsoever. If there was, trust me, it would be on the cover yeah. of every magazine. There is well, no I scientific think, I proof. I think you said that yesterday whenever you were preaching was the, if if I'm wrong about any of this. Correct me. Correct me. And yeah. I will teach it for the rest of my life. Yeah. But please show me where I'm wrong yeah. in the Bible. Yeah. And if you can. I'll stand up next Sunday and tell everybody Gladly. I made a mistake. My life would be infinitely easier in <laughs> right. some ways. Yeah. Right? Yeah. To, yeah. To, to go with the, this flow. But again, since the beginning of laws, this has yeah. been wrong. So let me, let, let's talk about that a little bit. Are you worried? Are you, do you ever, do you ever think about just the, the backlash that could come on teaching with topics about this? Like, where's the wrong word? Media I, or anything yeah, like oh, that? No. No, I, I, I would be, um, yeah, I, I don't believe that I'm on that large of a, a, a yeah. target. Uh, sure. I think when Phil Robertson from Doug Dynasty says something to GQ, he should expect somebody to say something about his comments. Yeah. When I say something in Fenton, Michigan, I, 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 I don't expect it. However, there's a baker in Colorado that probably didn't expect to be a national headline either. So, sure. Yeah, I, I think when they're looking for someone to test court cases, they're looking for a victim. I mean, something we have to remember is this is not just a personal issue. This is not just a political issue. This is a financial issue. There, there were people who made millions. I mean, literally hundreds of millions of dollars went into legalizing gay marriage. Now it's legal. So let me ask you this. What do you think those lawyers do for a living now? And the answer is they moved out of the next social justice cause. 
right. which is now discrimination of any kind. Uh, yeah. There, there are literally, um, you know, cases now where where forty um, year old men want to have sex with twelve year old boys. They're trying to legalize that. The Mambla right. Man Boy Love Association. So, yeah. they're those lawyers are social social justice warriors. You know what I mean? And they are they moved on to the next cause, and they all want a job, and they made millions of dollars, but now it's legal. So, what do we do next? You know what I mean? Either they're going to move right. on to defending Roe v. Wade, they're going to move on to Mambla, they're going to move on to bakers who won't make a wedding cake you know, with, with two men on top of yeah. it or whatever. And so I, we're not done fighting this fight by any means. No. Uh, I think having... And they're going to keep pushing the limits. Like the next yeah. limit is going to be pushed that's where the money and is. pushed and pushed. Yeah, and that's pushed. where the money... And, and then, not only the money, but the media. Yeah. And then if you're a big-time lawyer and your name's getting thrown around in there, you're going to make even more money. Yeah, so, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And so I, I, you know, am I afraid of it? No. Am I concerned about it? Not really. No. And and if it came, I, I would take it in some ways as a gift from God. I don't mind a microphone in front sure. of my face to discuss these issues. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, I think, uh, I mean, you've seen like Christianity, it grows when it's under attack. Yeah. When we're comfortable and everybody's yeah. on the same page, we we don't grow. We fight better from our back. Yeah. Always have. Right. Yeah. And I think that when you're put when you're put in the fire, the people that weren't really Christians or were just doing it because it helped yeah. them they go away yeah. right and then the pe- the only people that are left are people that really yeah. they believe what they you believe know, because it, it, and Josh, are you afraid of the backlash from a news outlet I, if if I am shame on me because about 20 people gave their life to Christ yesterday at right. the Freedom Center yeah you know what I mean so I, I what's funny is like, oh this is this is a sensitive topic you shouldn't be careful oh, yeah. you gotta wait a minute God moved yesterday the last right. two weeks have been phenomenal for fruit for, for eternity for the uh-huh. kingdom so for me to say I, you know, I, by the way, I don't walk into these Sundays going, we're going to talk about Romans chapter one and a bunch of people get saved. That, that's not a salvation message. Yeah. It, it's a, it's something that can, and I said right. in the second service, Hey, if you're going to get up and protest, just, just be mad enough to sit still yeah. until we're done because write, I write me an angry letter and then we'll talk write about me an angry it. letter. Yeah. I'll throw it away and we can both move forward, but we're, we're right. not, but I think there, all you hear is the one side of it. Right. But yeah. I think there's people out there that are dying to hear messages like Boy, yesterday. I heard that so many times yeah. I was shocked. By, by every demographic. I, I sure. was shocked. It wasn't just. And the older I think as going, pastors, you know. we stray away from teaching it because it is such a sensitive topic, and you're trying. You want people that are struggling with those things. You still want them in your church, right? Sure. So to preach a message like that and say I might lose fifty yes. people this week yeah. that I want to reach and I don't want to hurt their feelings and I want to love them, yeah. but we need to teach on these topics. Like that's. I, I a, think we've done a hard thing to do. We've done the body of Christ a disservice by taking away everything they might have to wrestle with theologically instead of saying the tithe means 10% wrestle with that you can arrive at your own conclusion yeah but but I'm not going to say well it might mean but it couldn't but it you know what I mean not being married and living together as if you are is sin yeah wrestle with that well, it doesn't mean that to us. We're we're common law marriage. The state never had a response. We don't need a license to own a dog. We don't need a license. Actually, you need a license yeah. to own a dog. We need a license to have a kid. The right. state shouldn't regulate. Okay, but it but it does. And Romans thirteen says we should obey the laws, the governing laws. So, yeah. are, if you arrive at the conclusion we're married, whether you like it or not, then that's up to you, and that's between you and God. But if you're asking me for my opinion, I believe that you right. should be legally married, or you're not legally married. But isn't that interesting? You say that yesterday, and then a couple goes, "Yeah, we're going to get married." Yeah, tomorrow. like <laughs> it's just cool that like. Yeah. I don't want to say this because I don't want to offend anybody. I'm going to say it. Yeah. And then people hear it and they say, 
not only am I not offended by that, but I'm going to go and make yeah. this huge change in my life. Right, I'm convicted by that, that, but not in a yeah. bad way. Like this, this is, you ever had a stretch where it just, you're, you're stretching a certain way and it hurts, but it feels good. Sure. I think that's what happens when we, when we wrestle with God, there's this stretch that's a little painful, but, but it's, it's a pain that leads us to a repentance that's glorious. You know what yeah. I mean? So I, I, I think that there's, I, I think shying away from, if the gospel never confronts, it's not the gospel. If the gospel never loves, it's it's not the gospel. Right. I, you know what I mean? So it, it's grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. The yeah. law came through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus right. Christ. So we, we have to preach grace so we can't be, you know, graceaholics, it, uh, you know. Yep. And someone called it gracetarian. Like I, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't like anything that has to do with the judgment of God or the fear of God. So sure. I, I strictly keep to the grace scriptures. It's like, well, that, that's not the gospel. That's a genetically yeah. modified. Well, and I think you can go the other way too, where I only talk about truth and I don't talk about yeah. grace, I'll which totally is horrible agree. too. Like you got to yeah. have a good mix of of the two. Because if you're Absolutely. not, if you're just truth, then you're the Westboro Baptist Church. Right. Even that's not even truth. Yeah. Right. That's just yeah. Anger. yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Those are angry people with an excuse. <laughs> Those are crazy people with a sword. Yes. Know. Yep. All right. Well, we only have a couple minutes left, yeah. so let's talk about what we can look forward to next week. Yeah, next week, what we did is is Paul took nature as his basis for his argument. And, again, we're looking for common ground to get everybody nodding their head. You know, they suck, you suck, we all suck. Chapters 1, 2, 3. Yep. But now he's going to go back to a righteousness apart from the law. How do you say to a Jew— you know that thing that Moses got, the thing you value, that as it walks down the aisle, the Torah, the scrolls, as a, as a rabbi walks down the aisle, they, they kiss the scrolls. It's like your word is like honey on my lips, the psalmist says. So they kiss the scroll to taste the sweetness of the scroll. And, you know, when they, when they open it, they, they, there's a prayer before they touch it. There's a, I mean, it's, and I was going to say, yeah, you know that thing you valued for like thousands of years? We're, we're going to go before, we're going to not use that to establish righteousness. We're going to actually go before it all the way to Abraham. So he's going to go back to the, the case where Abraham is established in right standing with God because he trusted him, not because he performed for him nobly. Mm-hmm. Because there's times that Abraham does not perform for him nobly, as does right. David, as does Moses, yeah. as does everybody but Jesus. So um, that's we're going we're gonna to take the Bible now and substantiate the argument he began with nature. We're going to go back to a historical, um, actual, literal figure that they, they honor almost as much as as God himself, Abraham, the father of the faithful, you know? So, and he's going to show them from that argument that Abraham was was established in righteousness prior to his circumcision, prior to this blood covenant, prior to, he just was, he pleased God, he believed God, it was credited to him as righteousness. So righteousness does not come by obeying the law, which is what he's already said in chapter three, Mm -hmm. chapters four and five, he's going to get into where does righteousness, true righteousness really come from. And we're going to see a whole new side of God that is less interested in our morality. It'll be a little shocking to some. Yeah. And it might even cause people to believe that immorality is just as good as morality. It, it is not. But uh, morality or immorality is, I'm, they're going to hate this, but come Sunday, is irrelevant to your salvation. <laughs> <laughs> it's faith. It's by grace through yeah. faith that you're saved, not by works. So whether you're sprinkled or immersed. We're going to use that for marketing this week. Yeah. <laughs> morality or morality is irrele- irrelevant for your salvation. It, it Come is. Come to church this Sunday. <laughs> it, you know, well, we're, again, back to Romans 8, we're going to get into adoption. Does, yeah. does God, if you're going to adopt a child, you look at them in, in an orphanage, do you say, now how moral is that one? How immoral Absolutely is that? There's, there's a no. different level of connection where you look at them and say, I don't know why, I don't know how, but that one's mine. And I don't care what the resume is. I don't care what they've been, what they've done. I yeah. will take responsibility for everything they are. 
and by love will move them towards what I see when I look at them. Right. So the same thing, if we're, if we being earthly know how to be good parents, how much more does our heavenly father, right? Yep. So you're not going to kick Hollis out because he didn't clean his room one time. Morality <laughs> has nothing to do with it. Nope. It's, it is something different called love, called relationship. And that's what it's all based on. So we're going to get into the, the old Testament righteousness that was precedes the old Testament law that, that Jesus is a fulfillment of. Abraham is a type of Christ. Christ is the fulfillment of all the Melchizedeks and all the Abrahams and all that the came yeah. before him. So I think it'll be a fascinating continuation of study. And again, I think it's another good opportunity to bring someone that doesn't know the Lord Definitely. to church because we're explaining it verse by verse, uh, case by case, helping people understand the gospel. So yeah. good time to bring someone that doesn't know Jesus to church for sure. Awesome. Cool. Well, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be... Like I said, we're going to be doing this series all summer long. There's going to be different teachers coming, uh, a bunch of different weeks, as well as Pastor Jim preaching, probably about half of them, about half and half. Yeah, that's what is half and, and half. And uh, we would love to see you this Sunday at 9 and 1130. It's the second week of our Roman series. If you didn't catch this first week, feel free to go back and watch it. YouTube, yeah. uh, podcast, Facebook, live, live stream, plenty of different avenues to find it. And until then, we will talk to you guys next week. Have a great week. Bye.